So normally when we start the podcast, we tell stories about something that's happened in the week or something that we found funny online. A few weeks ago, you gave out to me for wearing your dressing gown and the internet said... That I wear it better. Thank you very much. So I can't wear that dressing gown. But this week, the intro to the podcast, it has to do with the podcast. Now, I'm not telling you to turn off the podcast, but... It's going to be a little bit, I wouldn't say even difficult for us to do the podcast this week, but we're having to think about what we say. Why are we having to think about what we say? Because the episode that you're going to be listening to is What Would You Do If You Had an STI? And are you not comfortable talking about this sort of thing? No, you was the one that messaged me earlier this morning saying, I need to think about what we're saying in this episode because my mum might play it to my nana. Yeah, but it's just, I can't be going off talking about how I'm going to be sleeping with aliens and stuff. That's the type of thing I mean. Well, you've already done that, so that's not a that's not a problem. I know, but I don't want to relive the moment when she was like, oh yes, I played it for your nana. She didn't really like the part where you talked about seducing aliens. <laughs> so we've come up with a few code words, haven't we? What are the code words, Callum? Well, no, this is this is all your idea. Don't play dumb. You're talking about the the front and the back parts in this episode. So, obviously, you know what they are. <laughs> what if people don't? Below the waist, what yeah. men and women use to reproduce are the front parts, <laughs> and the back parts is the bottom. I'm getting this out of the way now, so we don't have to explain it all in the podcast. You can't just say where people pee. No. Also that, but we're talking about STIs, so there's going to be a bit of reproducing talk. Anyway, this is your, if you're easily offended, warning. That's my, I don't have a siren, so this is just your warning. Warning. There we go, thank you. I don't think we're going to offend anyone because I don't think we're going to touch anything too serious. Oh, can my mother just stop listening now? Okay, and if you're in any way related to us, thanks for listening to the podcast. See you next week. You can still play it on in the background. Just turn down the volume (laughs) so that we get the play, but you don't have to listen, you know. This is What Would You Do If? The podcast to answer all of your What Would You Do If? questions. So like previous Callum mentioned before, about 30 seconds ago before the intro, it's What Would You Do If You Had An STI? I like how every week we say what the title of the podcast is, as if people aren't clicking into it and being (laughs) like, oh, I'll listen to this one. And then we're like, in case you didn't read, it's this episode. Whoa, what if you're blind and you can't see the screen? Braille. (laughs) Braille on the phone. Yeah, that's a thing. So Jessica, if you had an STI... What would you do? I'd like to think I would go to the doctor, but I really think I would avoid it for as long as possible. Now, I was doing a little bit of research before the episode just to find out about STIs. And if you leave them long enough, like, you'll go mouldy. Mouldy. Basically. (laughs) I was reading about this woman and she was from a really Christian family, so she wasn't allowed to be in any way active with anything. Yeah. Um, She wasn't even supposed to have a boyfriend and then she got an STI. But she left it for so long that it actually became painful for the doctor to eventually do a swab and she got a fever and she had to get her parents to help her with all of her treatment then because it got so bad. She was like, oh my God, I'm not supposed to be sexually active and now I have to tell my parents that they need to help me with my treatment and my cream and my ointment. Do parts go like with warts and pus and things like that. That's basically mould. 
It's not really. It's completely different. You, would you say that pus is like the mold on your bread? No, but pus is the bad stuff inside you that comes out when things get infected. Oh, you don't have to tell me, Callum. I saw enough of it on your back <laughs> the last couple of months. And I'm glad that you clarified back and nowhere else. So I had a couple of, um, you'd say cysts on my back. Uh, just not life-threatening or anything. There was two lumps on my back. Uh, one day, one of them burst uh, whilst I probably in work or something, I smelt something bad. I went to the doctor. The doctor said, one of your cysts have got infected. Off you go to A&E. And I basically stunk up an A&E room. Then I went back to where we live and stunk up the bathroom because there was one day, and I know this is not an STI, but I still need to tell this. I was just getting changed, took my shirt off, and my shirt brushed my back and it touched the infected cyst and blood went everywhere. Oh, God. Do you remember when it was on the bathroom door and we kept spotting spots like days after? No, but I do remember waking up one morning and there was blood all over the bed from your back and it was disgusting. I was like, how did I get my period all the way up here? (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, oh, it's Callum. (laughs) My back period. (laughs) I don't think I could take tablets to try and control that every month. I feel like you should tell people, though, that you had surgery for this. Yes, I did. I went to get it as soon as it happened. I didn't let my back go mouldy. I went straight to the doctors and a couple of months down the line, I went to get surgery. You say this as if, like, you just noticed a cyst and then it burst. Oh, no, and- they've been there for the- probably two years. And when I went to the GP about my sleep apnea, she saw the, the cysts on my back. And I said, oh, is there anything to be worried about? And she had a poke and said, she said, oh, no, they're fine as long as they don't get infected. And what happens four months down the line? I swear this is a HSE conspiracy against me. Because I've, apart from when I had a cyst on my bum, which is a completely another story, since that, back in 2012, I've never had to go to the doctor's. Do you not think that maybe all of this stuff was just building up to the point where it was like, okay, I need to go to the GP because I've got all of these issues now? No, it's a HSE conspiracy. I was in Ireland for less than a year and I'd been to the GP about four times. That was 60 euro a pop, just down the drain to the GP. Callum, just tell us, what would you do if you got an STI? I feel like you, I would try and hide it for a little bit just because of the embarrassment. Um, But then in the back of my mind, I know that doctors have a sort of confidentiality sort of thing. And I don't have any parents over here. I don't have anyone apart from you that I would have to tell. And realistically, I'd have to tell you because it probably came from you. What? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I got an STI, where would I catch it from? Where are you saying I'm catching STIs from? It's just a question. I, I come to you and just politely ask... I've got an STI. I got it from you. Has you been cheating on me is (laughs) what you're saying. I am so offended right now. Can you not just like catch it somewhere else? I would like to make a public statement. I have not been cheating on Callum. And I would like to make a public statement that I have not been cheating on Jessica. We've had no STIs in the year and a bit that we've been seeing each other. So you're saying that before that, there were STIs, but then you started seeing me, and in the past year, there's been none. I'd like to go on record, just for the tape, I've never even had so much as a cold sore. I actually had a friend in school, and she got a cold sore one day, so we are in science, and she said to the teacher, Miss, what's a cold sore? 
And the teacher was like, herpes. <laughs> Is that the voice of the teacher as well? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <Miss> herpes. <laughs> she hated herself. She loved being able to tell the child she had herpes. <laughs> It's not like the child could complain because it's scientifically true. Yeah, we got to make fun of her so much that day. <laughs> it's like, you have herpes. Did she ever say that you had herpes? No, I remember for um, the BT Science Awards, which is where loads of young people come together and like they make all these different projects, you know, like school fairs in America. Oh, yeah, like a science fair. Yeah, but it's a massive national thing and you can win like a couple of grand or something if you win it. Oh, very good. So my friend and I wanted to enter it and I wanted to pet a rabbit at the time. So I was like, I'll do like some experiment with rabbits. And we went to the teacher and we were like, we want to enter the BT Science Award. And she was like, huh, you wouldn't be smart enough for that. <laughs> same one the same herpes teacher yeah oh they really hated you she told us after making us watch the day after tomorrow she was like that's gonna happen in the next 10 years <laughs> we're like no miss she freaked us out so much well look at you now you're succeeding and you can tell that teacher look at me i have managed something in my life i'm on a podcast on the internet where i get to tell awful stories about you so there you go that's what we would do what should you do if you get an STI? And now I feel like go to the doctor is a big point in this. Yeah, basically the first thing that you should do if you suspect you have an STI is go straight to the doctor, get tested immediately because you don't want to let it develop to get any worse, right? No. But the thing is, the majority of people won't have any symptoms for STIs. Okay. So there's some STIs where it's like three out of ten women actually show symptoms so the majority don't and then half of men won't show it like with chlamydia and stuff it's just it's kind of potluck whether you show symptoms or not it's <laughs> just a lucky dip i might have chlamydia or i might not let's find out yeah so there's lots of reasons for why you should get tested like if your partner has an sti pretty obvious one <laughs> yeah <laughs> If you have someone new that you're sleeping with, then you want to get tested because you can't trust them. They're a new person in your life. They don't care about you. Yeah, they could easily just lie and say, oh, now I'm all clean and then wallop you, riddled with it. Exactly. Or if you're sleeping with a multiple of people in a period, then you want to get tested because you don't know if they're also sleeping with a multiple of people. But you can't really pinpoint who you got it off. It's just, I've got it now. And then you just sort of have to ring them back and say, actually, I had this. You might have it now as well. Or I might have got it off you. Yeah. If you're sleeping around with like five different people, then you're going to have to set aside a bit of time just to call them all up and be like, yo, I have an STI just to warn you. I've got a bit of a, a way that you could save time with that. How? Just a big WhatsApp group. Just put it in there, maybe call the topic, I have an STI, now what? And then just explain what happens, and then you could either be A, the person who I caught it off, or B, you now have it from me. Did you see the story about the man who, he wanted to text a girl that he was seeing named Sarah, but he didn't remember which Sarah it was in his phone? So he went to message all of the Sarahs, but he accidentally created a group. <laughs> so he was just like, hey, Sarah, want to do something tomorrow? And then all of these Sarahs were like, who is this? Who are all these people? And then they copped on and they're their best friends. Yeah, so here's the thing. You can't tell if someone has an STI just by looking at them, right? Okay. Because so many people don't have symptoms. So this is why you really have to get tested every time that you sleep with someone new. Yeah, it shows the importance of being safe when you're having relations with people. <laughs> <laughs> 
having relations with people. That's how safe we're going. <laughs> I told you my mother listens to this. Okay. So you want to really... Intercourse. <laughs> Callum. That's not, that's, that's not the word, is it? <laughs> Jessica's better? gone very red. Is it better? I'd say so than relations. I'm not sure. So you want to be really safe. Okay. Don't trust anyone. Take your safety and your health into your own hands. Wear a hard hat. What? <laughs> safety first. Hard hat and goggles. Full on high vis. Going into the bedroom. <laughs> this podcast taught me to take precautions when I was going in. I've got my hard hat. I've got safety goggles. Here's my high vis so you can see me in the dark. Here's something I didn't actually consider before researching this topic. You can have more than one STI at a time. Oh, you've got to be unfortunate for that, haven't you? Yeah, like apparently you can catch them off different people. So it just kind of all builds up. And then when you're getting tested, it's like, oh, so you have chlamydia and you have warts and you have all these other things. You have gonorrhea. <laughs> it's like a bingo card. <laughs> if you get all in a line, you get a free health checkup. So do you want to know the symptoms that you can have if you have an STI? Okay, which STI are you going to go for? This is just kind of broad, so catch-all thing. So if you have these symptoms, then you have an STI probably. Okay, go for it. So for both males and females, you should go see a doctor if it hurts to pee. Okay. If there's itching or burning or tingling around the general area. Yeah. Or if you have blisters, sores, spots, lumps, if any of this sounds like you, then you may have an STI. But it's this is all down... The front area. Well, for the blisters and stuff, it can be the back area too. I had a wart, didn't I? I had a cyst on my bum. <laughs> it wasn't an STI though, Carol. No, it wasn't an STI. Do you know what it was called? What? Pylonidal sinus. Now, you hear sinus and you think it's the nose, but no, it's in your bum. One that really freaked me out was if you find black powder or tiny white dots in your underwear. Oh. Yeah, it could be pubic lice. As in, like, bugs? Yeah, like the lice on your hair. Oh, But down there. Oh, no. I've never had head lice, but I remember it, like, being a big thing in primary school and everyone, like, stay away from the person who has head lice. But downstairs head lice. Yeah, I don't know if you just have to shave or if you would be given, like, a comb to take them out. <laughs> like, talk to your doctor if you have that, not yeah. me. <laughs> So if something feels a little bit strange or you think you've got an STI, so you go to your doctor and you want a test, what's the tests that they do? So there's a couple of different ones. For men, you'll have to pee into a cup. Okay, that's pretty standard. Thing is, you can't pee for two hours before giving your sample. So if you're on the way for the doctor's appointment, yeah. then you have to make sure that you don't pee. You just have to hold it in there. Do you know what with the pee samples? I get really anxious when I'm going to the doctor and I think I know that a pee sample is coming because sometimes they're just surprised you want one. And like, how can you just pee on demand for the doctor? I've never been asked to give a pee sample, but I feel like they don't just spring it on you. No, but I'm again referring back to when I was having all my back stuff and I was getting tested for just different things. I had to go to the doctor a couple of times and one time they didn't pre-warn me and I went from work to the doctor and I thought, do you know what, I'm just going to hold it just in case I need to pee. And it was a good job that I didn't go and work because then I got there. It was like, right, time to pee. And I was like, where did this come from? So that's for the men, pee in a cup. Yeah, then you'll also need a swab from inside of you sometimes. Interesting. Yeah, or sometimes like your throat, they'll need a swab. Oh, okay. 
Mm. And the swab is just like a cotton bud. Yeah. And then for women, it's pretty much just a swab, um, which can be done by your doctor, your nurse, or sometimes yourself. Oh, very good. And that would be in what location? Their vaginas, Callum. Oh, so we're saying that now, are we? <laughs> well, you're specifically asking. Oh, no, because for the men, you said, oh, it could be in the mouth. Can I just say thank you to sexualwellbeing.ie for having so much information that made it really easy for me not to have to look up other websites. Big up sexualwellbeing.ie. Their link will be in the show notes. Ah, look at you being good. I know. I just want to promote all of the sexual well-being. Speaking of promoting sexual well-beingness, this week I've decided to do a how well do you know your STIs quiz for the end of the podcast. Ooh. It's three questions and you know what? I'm going to say it's play along in your ears fun as well. So if you're listening to the podcast and you want to play along, send us how many answers you get correct on Twitter at what would you pod or on Facebook. What would you do if? So here we go. You've done the research into STIs. We'll see how much you really know about sexually transmitted infections. I was only at the doctor this morning and it's the doctor who does all the contraception and stuff. And I feel like they'd be really disappointed if I just failed now. (laughs) Oh no, now if my mother is still listening, she's going to think that I went over an STI. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can clarify you didn't go for that. Right, here we go. Which of these infections is the odd one out? Chlamydia, front aerial warts, trichomonasis, thrush. Thrush. Why do you think that's the odd one out? Because it's not an STI. That's the correct answer. Thrush is a yeast infection and not considered to be an STI. However, it can be passed through sexual contact. I knew that. Question number two. Which STI is known as the clap? It's just a funny nickname, isn't it? Is it genital warts, gonorrhea, herpes or chlamydia? I remember being told this once when I was younger. Oh my God, what is it? Chlamydia? Was that on the list? Genital warts, gonorrhea, herpes or chlamydia? Chlamydia. Ah, Ah, it's gonorrhea. I was going to say that and all. I just wanted to say one with the ah at the end. I was torn between those two. I was like, it's either one of the ahs. So gonorrhea is a common sexually transmitted infection which is increasing among young people in Ireland. It's a bacterial infection in the area of the front areas of male and females, the throat, the urethra, which is the tube that holds the pee, and the bottom. Oh. Question number three. Which of these lubricants is okay to use with a condom? Vaseline, moisturiser, water-based, cooking oil. Water-based. Straight in there, that's the the correct answer. Vaseline and moisturiser may actually damage the condom, and the less we say about cooking oil, the better. If you're using cooking oil as a lubricant, just reconsider your life choices. I remember seeing in a film that apparently butter is good. What? Yeah, it was um, Yumi and Dupree, I think. Is butter good for... No to butter. Despite what Marlon Brando made famous in one of the worst sex scenes in the history of the cinema, you should definitely not use butter as a lubricant. It contains proteins from milk, which can become rancid pretty quickly. Basically, you're putting cow juice on it. Okay, we're all learning something new here. It's just it's just something that I saw in a film, Callum. Okay, I think we've learned enough about STIs and going mouldy for one week. Maybe one lifetime. I will put my hands up and say, this episode idea was my idea <laughs> and then we got to the studio and you were like um i'm not 
not sure if we should do this episode, actually. Yeah, it's just, it's been a long day, you know, and sometimes you don't want to talk about STIs. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. And I've been up since 8am. What time did you get up at, Mr. Farmer? Half ten. Exactly. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of What Would You Do If, you can subscribe on your favourite podcasting app with new episodes every Monday. Thanks for listening to What Would You Do If?